everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for your support during this challenging time when uh, I was summarily fired from my job at YouTube as an independent contractor. Can you fire an independent contractor? Anyway, I appreciate all your support. You guys have been terrific. Uh, follow me now over on Rumble and, of course, on the TV. And we have Sarah Westall with us today on today's show. And uh, so you know it's going to be good. She's going to be talking about the new Ten Commandments, blasphemy. She's going to be talking about an interview she has coming out with the Surgeon General of Florida. Boy, what a great catch that was, Sarah. And then, of course, uh, prosecuting judges. And you've heard me talk about that after my two interviews with John Thaler. Uh, Really, really important stuff we talk about here. Before we go to Sarah, very quickly here, uh, listen, I'm telling you, the wheels are coming off, folks. The Red Sea, the trade is dead. The Panama Canal is in trouble. The Suez Canal is in trouble. Can I suggest for you that you get your food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools right away if you haven't done it? And if you say, well, Dave, I can't afford a lot of that stuff, okay, get food. And we can help you with that. We have the best storable food at My Patriot Supply, 25-year shelf life. It's restaurant quality. It tastes good. I mean, I could live on this stuff because it does taste good. Lots of variety, so you won't get sick of eating the same thing. 2,000 calories per day, and it's on sale. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. Well, Sarah, good to have you back. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas in the Westall household. It was great. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you on. Um, The Ten Commandments. uh, Am I not surprised? Let me give you a parallel lead in. The Pope announced he's having his little minions rewrite controversial sections of the Bible probably doing with morality and, you know, sexual, sexual issues, but um, they're they're out for Christianity. They're out to destroy Christianity. Um, But you wrote something, uh, it caught my eye, and that's why I contacted you, on the fake Ten Commandments. You want to talk about that? Well, they actually reenacted Moses coming down from Mount Sinai, (laughs) and they did it, you know, they just did this last week. They had their second annual meeting um, where all the globalists come together with the climate change summit. And as part of that, as an offshoot, they also did this climate. It was, it's their 10 commandments. They're trying to create a new world, one religion. And they called it the new 10 commandments. And then they had such, this was last year. And then they had such big pushbacks. So and now they call it the spirit of climate change, something like that. And <laughs> They they legitimately all the world leaders of different religions came together. Now there is a, a in every movement there's useful idiots or there's people who are well meaning, and so there are plenty of people in this that are well meaning trying to come up with a a way that all religions can unite and that we can get along and have peace in the world. Okay, well I can agree that there's things that are similar and there's things we should do right, but most of these people they're either atheists. Or they follow their their old uh, devolved pagan religion. Because, you know, when Christianity started 2,000 years ago, they didn't just quit doing their pagan religion. They, the Roman emperors and all emperors and the, the wealthiest amongst us were pagans. And so they weren't going to just quit doing that so, to follow Christianity. So this religion continued. That's why we're seeing all this human sacrifice and all this crazy batshit crazy stuff that we see amongst the 
the wealthiest, very, you know, 0.001% because they're still following the same religion they followed 2000 years ago when they were the emperors, you know, they ran everything. It's the same family lines. And, um, but they're also teamed up with the technocrats who are atheists. And so when you look at this, they legitimately believe, especially the atheists, that the religions were just created out of thin air and made up and got people to follow it. So that's, they figured they could do that again. And when they created the pagan or in the pagan religion during Christianity, they knew they, this is, this is where it gets controversial. Parts of it were put in front of people to, for a control mechanism and other parts, that's what people believe. And other parts are put in, in because it was from the spirit of God and from Christianity. And it was all this good and wholesome thing that's in the Bible. And so you have a combination of people who legitimately think they can create a new religion. Okay, I'm just trying to share with people what their mindset is, or why they think it's even possible. Because okay. they that okay, go ahead. I know no, you have I, a lot to say. I doubt. Oh, you, you, I'm boiling, <laughs> but I want you to I want you to finish your thought. Please, please continue. Well, no, I mean, I I go ahead. It's a good point for you to jump in. You know, the only people they're going to fool are the people that are committed. Bible believers, they're they're not going to fool the average Christian. I hope not. I don't. I don't think the Christian. I think if they do it like they think, then eventually over time, especially the young people who've never who ha- aren't going to church, they keep people from going to church. They keep people from worshiping, and then they present something else, and then they push it down our throats, propaganda over and over again. And then if they create some event around it, I mean, I. I don't know. I, I think they legitimately think they can do this. That's why they're moving forward. You know, this reminds me of uh, the early UN religion under uh, Agenda 21 called Gaia. And I think the people, what the people need to know, it fits right into climate change mentality, where they don't care how broke they make you, if you can even have food. They don't care as long as they get no fossil fuels. But Gaia was based on an inverted pyramid. The Christian pyramid of power is man has dominion over all, then it's animal, okay, then it's fish, fowl, and then the land. The land is last. Okay, what they did in in, uh, Genesis 21 is they flipped it under Gaia, G-A-I-A, and they flipped it, and the land was number one and man was last. That sounds very close to what they're trying to do. Exactly. With climate change, absolutely. No question. Yes. And so, and that the important thing of all that was to be very careful because some of the things, the suggestions or the lists sound very good, but you got to be careful. I had Alex Newman on and we talked about this deeply and he's, he's very, um, very Christian, right? He really believes in, in God and um, he's very spiritual. And so he's been studying this for a while. He was actually at the summit, you know, so we were talking about it. But the important thing is that we don't get fooled because a lot of the UN, like carbon, reducing carbon, the amount of carbon that's in the air is already lower than it needs to be to feed all the plants on the earth. And so when they are, and they know that, the scientists that. have a brain, yeah, they know that. And so what that's going to do is kill humans. We're going to get sick. We're going to have more disease. We're going to have all these things because we're not getting the nutrients that we need whether it's from, um, you know, we always say we're not getting the nutrients from our vegetables, fruits and vegetables, but we also need to get it from our air, the oxygen that we breathe. So if we're not getting what we need, we're going to be sick and we're going to die. 
And so when they're saying they're going to reduce carbon, they're really, it's code for reducing us because we are carbon, we're carbon life forms. And all these things that they say, they want to reduce poverty. Well, yeah, because they want to kill all the people who are in poverty. They, or they're going to restructure what poverty means. Or they're going to, with, with uh, people who are starving, we're not going to have anybody starving because everybody who's starving is going to already be dead. I mean, that, that's how demented these people are. It sounds crazy. It sounds, being the messenger makes you sound crazy, even though this is truly what they're talking about. Well, then the cloud seeding they're doing to block the sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now we're getting 18% less sunlight than we did prior to cloud, uh, these cloud formations that we uh, aerosolize. This is craziness. Um, I'm looking at my notes here. They can kill humans. And this is a smart way to do it so humans don't even know what's happening. It's like the frog in the boiling pot. And otherwise, if they knew, if we knew they were after us, we'd all rise up and stop it. So this is kind of a backdoor way of doing it, but they can do it this way. And it's smart because of transhumanism as they meld man and machine together in singularity, they're not dependent upon their old human bodies. They've transformed and this is their goal. And if you're not lucky enough to make that transition or depending on how you look at it, but if you don't make that transition, you're subject to being extinct. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, these people are crazy. So you can't put, uh, you know, the useful idiots who are well-meaning, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, yeah. good intentions. That's the useful idiots, right? And so they're going to fight you all day long because they truly think that what's happening is, is a good thing. But these other people are just crazy and you can't, uh, they're like animals in the fact of how their brains have been going through this weird MK ultra stuff. They're animals. I mean, I, I don't know. We, we're dealing with psychopaths, right? Because anybody who wants to kill off your fellow humans to the point of 90% and then turn us into transhumans who aren't humans anymore, I, these people are nuts. There is, and it makes us look nuts to a certain degree. So it's, it's like, this really is out there, people. This is really what they're doing. I, I just... You know, it's hard to find the words. Let me get get right to the point, though. When I look at their strategy to herd us into densely populated urban areas called smart cities, have you given any thought to why they want to do that? I think because they worship land, they're land worshipers. I think they want to preserve as much land untouched Gaia. as possible. Gaia. I yeah. think it gets back to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about climate and the earth. They're pagans and they're devolved pagans. This is their pagan religion being subjected onto the world that they've always followed. They never followed Christianity or, or Islam or, you know, anything else. They were pagans. And when, when the Christian religion started off 2000 years ago in Rome, a little more than that, they um, they kept following it. And now I think they want to force it all onto us. This is, and, and to a certain degree, there there are, there is a balance. I mean, we want to take, we want to be stewards of our home, which is our planet. And so we do, do need to do things. But their stewards of the home is to kill off most of us. I mean, it's a totally backwards. These people are, are awful. They We think they're devolved. They're devolved individuals. They're demented. They aren't compassionate. They have no compassion for others. 
or only a small set of people, not the general population, they think the rest of us should die. Well, let's take a look at for a second what some of these Ten Commandments are that you wrote about. Well, I'll read some of them. Um, You're going to look at them and think a lot of them aren't that bad, but there's stuff behind it. We are stewards of this world. It's like the Gaia upside down pyramid. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a lot the same thing. We are stewards of this world. Creation manifests, manifests divinity. Everything in life is interconnected. Do no harm, which the do no harm they're not following. Look after to maybe do no harm to the planet. Maybe that's really because they, they're just hiding what re- this all this stuff really means. Look after tomorrow. Rise above ego for our world. Change our inner climate. Repent and return. Every action matters. And use mind, open heart. So, I mean, you can't, uh, it, it, they're not that bad. I mean, you can't argue that they're that bad. The problem is, is A, you shouldn't just be replacing what you have and B what's behind these. These are just little phrases. What do you really mean by these? And knowing who, how these people are, there's useful idiots that believe it at face value. And then there's what they truly believe. Let's take one of them and dissect it. Your choice. Okay. My choice. Well, let's talk about, um, well, I can get into creation manifest divinity. I think that's a little bit too hard. Um, the look after tomorrow is, uh, what they're all about, right? Let's look after our planet first. Let's dissect do no harm. How do they have this on here while they, they've done COVID and other things? While they're doing what they're doing in Gaza and the globalists are doing Ukraine and all the wars. And how do they have this here, Dave? You answer that one for me. What's the do no harm? Well, I've been doing some uh, research into Tesla. And uh, this is the way I would answer it. 1899 on New Year's Eve, Tesla sent a current of wireless electricity from Colorado Springs to the Capitol Hill area of Denver and lit up a home. And it's because he understood how the ley lines of the earth worked about uh, magnetics and so forth. And he knew how to use that power. Okay, well, he wanted to bring this to the globalists and they first embraced him. And then they said, wait a minute, we want to put a meter on this and make money. There's no such thing as free energy, no free lunch. And they chastised him out of the scientific community, and he had to join the Navy where he did his invention work. Um, I would say this. If we, and I probably should tell you my, uh, (laughs) I I should probably tell you my uh, story about venturing into free energy. Um, I would say it this way. I think that when you look at free energy, what doesn't free energy use? CO2. So right away, if we used all this to power our utilities, we would need to manage CO2. Your cars could run on the same thing. Um, I don't know about airplanes, but your use of petroleum would be so minimal that you would do away with your big carbon influencers if you bought into that hoax. And they refused to do it. When Tesla died, um, a guy named John G. Trump showed up with the FBI. This is Trump's uncle. Yep, Trump's uncle has MIT files. That's right. And he showed up to confiscate 80 boxes, 80 boxes of Tesla's work. The courts later ordered that his heir, who was an ambassador to a foreign country from his home country in Serbia, 
the ambassador was entitled to the files. Well, the CIA only gave him 60 of the 80 boxes. Mm. That means 20 boxes are missing and nothing in there about free energy. Now, let me tell you a personal story. and I think you'll find this interesting. I don't think I've ever told you this. My mentor in this business was Bill Pollack and then Vance Davis, former NSA uh, guy that uh, basically discovered transhumanism before the term was even popular. But Bill Pollack was CIA contract, uh, Air Force Intel, and an electronic genius. And I mean genius. And he, um, he knew how to do free energy. Demonstrated. We used to have conferences with astronauts and scientists. And I got invited largely because of my birthright with my father. But I got invited to La Placida's, to Bill's home. And we did a weekend every year uh, for about five years. And we had, if I said, I, I'm under non-disclosure, but if I said the astronauts' names, you go, oh, really? Um, they did some amazing things. And use your imagination, you'll get it. So Bill knew how to do free energy. It attracted the attention of Enron. And I was actually on a couple of conference calls in which the head of Enron was there, the man who supposedly killed himself, which he didn't. He was Jeffrey Epstein. He was put into oblivion because he had too many kill switches. In fact, what he said on the first conference I was on with him, he said, we better have our our dead man switches in place because the powers of be are going to come after us for this Tesla technology. Well, the plans were made to build a wireless free energy community in the San Luis Valley in Colorado. And it was being funded by Enron. They were already doing some of the R&D and they were ready to go forward with it. The next thing you know, Enron was framed in all these fraudulent charges, overcharging the government, this and that. Yeah, and they took them down for this reason. I've always been amazed that myself and Vance and Bill were not taken down too. Um, Bill and Vance were the two principals. I was there as a researcher and actually my title was vice president in charge of historical research. And I was actually doing research for them, but I wasn't the principal player, but I got to sit in on some of the important meetings. What I will tell you is this government would go to no limit to stop the release of free energy. I have seen it with my own eyes. And um, well, I've so, had I've had some people that I've interviewed who have figured out how to tap into the plasma field. Yes. And create endless batteries and all that's sorts part of, of it. That's that's yeah. part of it. But that's and, not long distance transmission of free energy. Well, no, the. This is um, endless batteries so that you could put an endless battery in on a ship in space and go forever. You know, I mean, for 80 years. I mean, this is Mm. like one of those things, you know, tapping into plasma. So you don't have to, let's say if you're shipping, there's, there's multiple things, free energy. So how does that, that's amazing story, by the way, Dave, but how, so how does that tie back into do no harm? Well, that's my point. We have people today that die in the elements in the third world because there isn't free energy, because they don't have the power mechanisms to distill their water, purify their water, to grow crops, to transport crops, uh, to market to where they'd have access to them. Um, We wouldn't have, we could illuminate needless death because of resource shortage if you had free energy. If we just cared so how do they even remotely the do no harm? They are, well, that is harm. I know. You know so yeah, it's it's, it's only a, it's do a no facade. harm to the people that's around them, or are they 
lying. See, I've it's kind of like the CDC when I read the, and we're going to talk about this, the letter that um, they wrote to the Surgeon General of Florida, um, pretty much saying that that uh, people who got all their boosters are having less side effects, are dying less, and they were just saying that all the evidence point. I just read through this letter. I was just like, my jaw drops. This was back in uh, March 2023. They still are saying that. So that's just made up from whole cloth. They're just lying. They are just lying. Um, yeah, I know. You know, William Casey said this, the former head of the CIA. We know we've been successful in everything the American people believe is a lie. And so you and asked just, me, they, you asked me about the do no harm. That's how I would answer your question. It's not it's meaningful. Total deception. It's, just, it's total yeah. deception. Here's what we want to do to these people. Now let's cover it with a, a innocuous phrase that won't gather attention. That's what they well, it's do. Kind of like it's. I, I know this is just kind of a trivial comparison, but I love this character. And anybody who watched watched this, the Pink Lady and Harry Potter. I've ever watched the Harry Potter series. And well, anyways, my kids like the the Harry Potter series. And there's this woman who dresses all in pink, and she's supposed to be, she's like, super sweet evil. <laughs> she always has a smile. She's just the most evil character. I think I dated her once, but go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she always has. She's an always in pink, and she has a smile on her face, and she's evil. And it reminds me of like Lewinsky, the head of the um, the CDC, or. You know, the people who are supposed to be the spokespersons for this, they're just so, with the smile on their face, they're telling you you're safe and everything's good and they're just evil. It's wrong. They're lying to you. It reminds me of that. Wow. I agree with you. I'm not that familiar with Harry Potter. I know about it by inference and what I've read. I didn't watch it, but, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, what they're about is total deception. Look over here, you know, don't look over there. I totally agree with you. Um, I've read through the 17 Sustainable Developmental Goals that Biden has unilaterally embraced. It's a treaty, and he's bypassed the Senate. Isn't that interesting? Because um, right. he knows he he knows he can't get two-thirds votes in the Senate on this. And so he's brought this treaty in. And I've read the Sustainable Developmental Goals. It sounds much like the Ten Commandments. Uh, do no harm is an overriding theme. But the thing that they're doing is you get no choice. There's no democracy. The people's will doesn't matter. We're setting the parameters and we're saying it's good. So say it, the globalist. I mean, that's how it is. This is how it's going to be. And you're going to follow us no matter what. Exactly. And it's total tyranny. And whenever they make a decision without having skin in the game, there's going to be groups, villages, whole cities that are going to be decimated in the process. And because they care well, about what they think is the betterment of whatever agenda they have. I mean, we're seeing it with, uh, I think Gaza is a really good example. They're clearing out Gaza right now. I don't care what anybody says. This is a clearing out Gaza job for land to create their canal and for oil. They're oil and them. natural gas. I agree. Yeah. They're just going to move them probably to Egypt in the top of the peninsula. That's a perfect example where they're just going to go in, do what they think is necessary. And they think it's better for all. And meanwhile, you're disturbing 2 million yeah. people. Well, they're not people in their eyes. They're objects. That's of, right. Yeah. Um, the, I, I, listen, I think we're right on the money here, but let me just say this. Again, Christians will not believe these Ten Commandments, but the lukewarm Christians who are ignorant and go to church at Christmas and New Year's, I mean, Christmas and, uh, excuse me, uh, Easter, um, they could be fooled. 
And they don't want people like you and me out there talking about this because then their impact will be less than what they want. And I, I find this to be a really interesting approach because they know, as Abraham Lincoln said, you can't fool all the people all the time. But they've got something else up their sleeve, and it's called uh, digital ID. And um, if they get us into digital ID, where you have to register to go online, you have to register to do anything, um, I think it's game over. I really well, do. That's... Think about this. Think about this. I just did a show on on the false flags. I did a conference presentation, and it was all about mind control. And I should have sensed it. I don't know if you've seen my presentation or not. No, I haven't. But they are going, think of, especially, let's think of a country like North Korea. They would implement this in a heartbeat. Make everybody wear a bracelet that can sense what your emotion is. Mm -hmm. And so when the great leader gives a presentation, if you're not happy, not just visually happy, because you always have to act like you agree with them and they're the greatest and bow down. But if you're pissed underneath and your real emotion isn't happiness and support, they know that now suddenly you're somebody who's a target. So they could get to the point where they can tell who the dissidents dissidents are based on how you think, not based on what they see outwardly you doing. That's scary. They don't need it for America because social media and AI can do that scanning for them. But I do agree in countries like North Korea, where there really isn't any social media participation, this is how they'll single people out. Well, uh, assuming the social media is <clears throat> the people are are accurate and they're not, you know, a lot of people won't say what they really think on social media. You know, there's no way to hide once they can start doing this crap. Clay Clark came on my show on this topic probably eight or nine months ago. And Clay played clips from the World Economic Forum committee meetings that were released. And there yeah. was a professor on there from North Carolina. I can't remember her name. But she said, we have the ability to read your mind now when you're in a work cubicle. Oh, isn't Jenny cute? Oh, I sure hope Ron asked me out on a date. And they could actually tell what people were thinking based on imaging the thoughts. That's and I right. know it's true because we've actually transferred that technology into thought processes controlling advanced jet aircraft by our fighter pilots. That's uh, right. So that technology already exists. But but here's the interesting thing. If they can read your thoughts about amorous nature, and that's what she was talking about, like your flirtation, they want you to just be on task, not think about random things, this and that. Well, if they can do that, they can also tell who's naughty and who's nice and take action right. accordingly. Yeah. And she said well, that technology and- is here right now. Well, we would we would really like to use it against them and figure out who the psychopaths are, who are sacrificing children, who wants to kill 90 percent of the population, <laughs> who is keeping people from being you know, fed in the poverty, who is the ones behind the, the endless wars. If we could turn it on them, <laughs> then maybe there could be some use of that. But to turn it on the average everyday person, this is just Orwellian tyranny on steroids. It's not even Orwellian. It's way beyond 1984. Sarah, I published a video that's related to that today, same day as this interview. There are no outsiders in government and business. There are only evil and not as evil leaders. That's how I see it. I mean, right look at Elon Musk. Elon Musk, the champion of uh, Twitter and free speech. And I, I hats off to him, seriously. I told the advertisers who want to boycott him, go after yourself. I, I agree with you. I don't know if I would have said it that way, but I agree with him. Now, 
He also is for chipping people's brains. I know, I know. He's tied to the defense industry and the intelligence community. So how much of an outsider is Elon Musk? I don't think the definition of an insider. I I, I, I agree. That whole thing is is interesting to watch because he is very much a globalist. His grandfather was a technocrat. He was in charge of technocracy in Canada. Well, technocrats, what's behind chipping people's brains? You can can totally control them. The globalists are technocrats. Yes, I learned that from Pat Wood. He absolutely convinced me of that. Uh, But I I don't think Elon Musk is pure evil. I really don't. I, I think there's some good tendencies, qualities he has. I think you and I would enjoy, you know, going to happy hour with him. I think he'd be very interesting to talk to. Uh, I think he'd be very gracious. Uh, and he's a no BS kind of person. He just calls it like he sees it. I respect that. But he comes out of the globalist uh, camp. Do you think he's well, really would... do you think he's really had a division with him? Or do you think this is controlled opposition stuff? I don't think all globalists are lunatic crazies. I think some of them step back and go, wait a minute. There are, when, let's use free speech for a moment. Every major leader from Gandhi to Martin Luther King to Jesus all believed free speech was important. You know, our founding yeah. fathers. So suddenly you guys all know better than them. And so I don't think they're all stupid and crazy. And so I think some of them are like, wait a minute, you guys, we do this and we're going to devolve into an uncivilized, barbaric dark ages you know i mean they know that this is one of the pillars of a civilized society so they're not all stupid and crazy and so musk i think just isn't stupid and crazy i mean that's kind of where i'm at with this it's it's you're against all the greatest minds of our time by suddenly thinking you debbie wasserman schultz or whatever idiot that's up there saying this you think that you're better than Jesus and Gandhi and Martin Luther King and what they think and why they thought freedom or of speech was important. You know, what makes you more enlightened than them? Yeah. You know, that, that's where I'm at. It's like, you guys are insane and stupid. And so now we're dealing, well, I think she's a puppet and, and useful idiot in that particular person, but all, I just don't think they're all stu- stupid and insane. And so I do think he has other agendas like he's a transhumanist and there's other things, but he's also not stupid and insane. You know, other I people just, are. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, let, I want to move on because our time will run out if we don't. I want to go to your interview with the Surgeon General of Florida and tell me what your takeaway was. Oh, he's great. I absolutely love him. I was expecting kind of a normal, hardcore political conversation or something. You know, I wasn't expecting what I got. And he ended up really opening up. He talked about his new book about no fear in healthcare. And he, he talked about, it sounded like a conversation we would have. We was talking about alternative health and um, uh, the chi and, and Eastern medicine and how we need to look beyond just Western medicine and to solve things. And he works with, he had a, uh, a uh, Navy SEAL that helped him um, get rid of some of his what did he call it? Baggage that's in your muscles and stuff. And we he talked about his whole journey of health for himself. And it was a very interesting conversation. It's going to go up today. So by the time this airs, I think it'll be up. And is, is he, just, uh, is he, is he Indian by background? He's born in Nigeria. Okay. I knew he wasn't American. <laughs> not, not with the, not when you said alternative healthcare. 
Um, yeah, but he but he he speaks great English. He's not he's lived here most of his life. He went to Harvard Medical School, all that stuff. Really, and he survived and, that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But then he realized he needed to. People should listen to that story because he realized he needed to heal himself, and and because he the traditional medicine wasn't working, he went to some other modalities, and it worked for him. And that changed his mind and how things just are and what are possible for people. And not that he's against Western medicine by any means. It just thinks that there's a bigger bowl, a more holistic bowl to look at, right? There's more to this world. But the interesting part, uh, that was interesting for sure. But another interesting part is we were talking about the mRNA companies. He's just honest. He had so much courage during COVID. And he was honest to what really is happening. He didn't hide behind the BS studies that were fabricated. We just talked about some of the CDC stuff. He was looking at the reality and warning people against what these side effects really are. But one of the things he's saying in our interview is that the mRNA producers, you know, Pfizer and all those guys, Moderna, they're not going to make it. He, he doesn't think they're going to make it because the lawsuits coming down the pike that are already happening and are now forming and are going to be had are going to overwhelm them into bankruptcy. He says it's going to be so bad because the side effects are just everywhere. I mean, people, it's everywhere. They're still trying to lie and say that, you know, the cancer rates are up by 20% and everything's skyrocketing and they're, they're because everything else. Right. But, um, it just there's a point where they're just not going to get away with it anymore because it's too overwhelming. It's it's too many people are being affected. Okay, I let me tell you about a conversation I had with an insurance executive that I know. Hey, my rates doubled. I haven't had a claim in over twenty five years. Why would my rates double? Uh climate change. I said, okay, let's stop the bullshit. <laughs> What's the real change. reason here? I said, come on, you're talking to me. I said, you know, you're not going to get anywhere with that comment. And he said, okay. He says, we're paying out really high death benefits. He said, people are dying in many cases, 10 to 15 years sooner than they should. In some cases, it's more than that. And I said, you mean like 15-year-old male athletes dropping dead of myocarditis after they play soccer? And he goes, you know, something like that. And I said, okay, you know what we're talking about here? He goes, yeah, but I can't talk about it. And I said, we both know what you're talking about. I said, how long... Do you think the public's going to buy this bullshit that we've gone from 79 years lifespan in four years to 76? And what's the new variable that's come in? And he said, I'm really getting uncomfortable with this. Seriously. They, <laughs> hey, you're it, telling the truth. It's just that they're afraid to look at the truth. He's and an that's actuary. Affecting he's their an actuary, line. Sarah. And it's crazy because it's affecting their bottom line. This is how much the black, the brainwashing has control over people. That's why mind control is so important. It's called keeping his job. Well, I, I, that's part of the mind control. Keeping I know. his job. And I said to him, because he's got two kids. They're both teenagers. And I said to him, do you understand what kind of future you're condemning your kids to? I said, if you think this was the last pandemic in which there's going to be uh, mandated medical treatments that are harmful. I said, do you know about the brain implant? He goes, no. And I told him. I said, well, let's see. They haven't tested it on humans. One third of the animals have died. Now they want to start human trials. Well, that sounds promising, doesn't it? I said, why don't we just give them a vaccine <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a nightcap? And, and it, you know, and you could tell I was really getting to him. It really bothered him. He but goes, did he have any power to do anything? No. He's yeah, an actuary. He was... All he does is crunch the numbers. And, and I asked him, I said, who the hell told you to say climate change? Really? 
<laughs> really? <laughs> what did he say to that? He said, you wouldn't believe the shit that we're told, quote unquote. He said, when people ask you, and he goes, are you going to publish this? I said, no, it'll be no reference to you at all other than maybe your position and what you said. And I said, no one will trace it back to you. How many actuaries are there in the United States? I won't tell them what company you're with. Uh, and I won't even tell him where he's located. By the way, in case you're wondering, oh, he must be in Arizona. He's not in Arizona. <laughs> you have 49 other states to figure it out. But the reality is this, is that a lot of people on the inside know, but they don't have the courage to do anything about it. I have an insider from California who's going to be coming on my show pretty soon. He just wrote a book and it's coming out. He's an inside he was inside the California healthcare system and he's going to be blowing the whistle. It's coming out. I've been talking to him. Once his book comes out, we're going to line it up and I got to get him on your channel. And um, he has a lot to disclose. I'm excited for that. He's coming forward because what he's going to say is that they knew the whole time that there's problems. They even have a video of Becerra, Javier Becerra saying that, that they know the vaccines are killing Brown and black people at a higher rate. Mm-hmm. They he's coming out with all of it and saying that they knew this and they just did it anyways. They made some of it race specific. I already know that too. And yeah. we had hints of that from uh, Wee Fang, the former defense minister of China in 2017, when his speech had been recorded and the transcript was leaked and he was reporting to the CCP central planning committee. And he talked about uh, using race based specific bioweapons. And that's part of what COVID was. Now, there were different batches. The vaccines had different batches, too. So we got hit by different things. But they made it deliberate towards black and brown people. I've had this discussion with community intelligence types. And, you know, the general feeling, I'll, I'll kind of encapsulate what they said. Um, they said, Dave, people like you are reasonable. You'll have a measured response to what's going on. You won't go crazy off the rails. He said, Undereducated people, we know will go from zero to 60 immediately when they find out the truth. When they know they've been lied to, when they know they've been set up, when they know they've been poisoned, it'll be Katie bar the door. And he goes, it just so happens that a lot of my bosses say that a lot of these people are brown and black. Mm, That's a very prejudicial statement. But that actually is the mindset where he told me he knew for a fact, this one guy out of three people I talked to, but this one said specifically, we sent specific batches to certain areas that have specific effects on specific populations. I said, how do you know? He goes, I got briefed. Oh, geez. This is all coming out. I mean, that's why Ladapo says they're not going to make it. But the sad thing is, it's not just the companies. They're going to let the companies go down and burn but there's more people behind it. If that's all that goes down is a pharmaceutical companies, then we really miss an opportunity. I mean, well, I'll, I'll drop a bombshell on you that I got told this. And this is also from a reliable Intel source. that gave me a lot on Benghazi. Great credibility. This person told me that they believe that there are transmissible effects through procreation from taking the vaccine. Oh, that's so bad. I don't know if you've heard this or not. I have. Have you heard this? I'm I had. I, this is the first time I heard about it when this person told me this. I'm afraid of it. I think that's part of the reason why they wanted all pregnant people to take it. I think you're right. Let's talk about uh, prosecuting judges in, in the final segment here. 
Yeah, well, I had John Taylor back on, which I know you've interviewed him multiple times. I love John Taylor. What a hero. He's, yeah, what a great guy. And yeah, hero. You know, and the Breger report, he's a per, she's a person that works with him. Jackie in Breger, his, yeah. Yeah, and in, in, it's called the Breger Report. I don't know if it's officially that or we just... Well, actually, he wrote a book. It's called Report to the Governor. Report to the Governor. But anyways, it's a it's a hundred... He says he has 150,000 or 200,000 source documents now. I mean, a lot of source documents. And over 20... I think over 20,000 subpoenas. And um, the book has over 5,000 documents that it references. But when you click on it, like if you get the online version then you can click and you can see multiple other documents that they're linked to. Cause you can't include, include everything in a book, but it's like 700 pages long. So people can see all the evidence behind this. I think anybody who's a legit journalist, you know, cause you guys had so many people in Arizona that immediately come out and just crush this guy. And what they do is they go after the um, messenger. And so they're trying to make him seem just terrible, but it's like, well, go and look at this evidence. The evidence is impeccable. The guy has his law firm. This is what they did. They ran into the wrong person is what happened because he was going after racketeering and uh, investigations and cross border and this kind of money laundering. This is what he, his firm did. And then he ran into this situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. He ran into this situation with his son and then he ended up disclosing what happened or partly what happened in Arizona. And then that got him to do a full blown investigation that took over four years. If we were smart as a country, we would seriously be looking at this investigation and we would be implementing other states would be doing it because um, he, he did about 26 states. But I don't think he should we should be able to flush out other states as well. Arizona is the one that's the most flushed out. But every state in our country should do this kind of investigative work, figure out where it's at. And then we get to get to work and start solving this, mm -hmm. start going after the criminals. The judges we're finding the judges are a lot of them are blackmailed, brainwashed or in on it being brought or they're not even judges or they're not even there. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the show on Netflix called Suits. Mike Ross yeah. was this fake lawyer and they yeah. infiltrated yeah. They infiltrated Harvard to implant fake credentials. Well, this is real. John yeah, that's Thaler, what they're doing. John Thaler told me that half the criminal judges on the bench aren't really judges. They fake their law degrees in the same way they did in suits. And he has the proof. See, now that's why we need, that's incredible. And we need to be going after judges because, I, I mean, that's why we're seeing what we're seeing, how much, how much corruption, if our justice system is completely failed, I call that a complete failure of a justice system. That's why the jury system was so important, because you don't want judges making decisions on their own, especially judges like that. And that's the situation. Well, yes, Carrie Lake. OK, in in Republican districts in Maricopa County where more than 50% of the registered voters are Republican. Upon opening for the midterm election, 60% of the voting machines failed. Yet it was the most free and fair election That's ever. You don't even have to prove conspiracy. You did not have an election when that happens. They estimate 150 to 200,000 people were disenfranchised that day. Yeah, but yet it's the freest and fairest election. How does anybody trust these people anymore? You don't. How do they have any don't. trust at all? Well, and my, my it, prediction is this, Sarah. I want to get your reaction to this and see what you think. Uh, 80% of the country is against the Democrats now. I don't care what the polls say. I can tell you, I, I get the feel from Democrats are now crossing over reluctantly, but they're crossing over. Or crossing to independent or they it, have yeah, the word Yeah, about. but they're not yeah. going to vote for Biden. They're going to vote for Trump first. 
And if Trump is able to run for election, and assuming we have an election, because that's in question too, but yeah, assuming those two, assuming two variables like that take place, if Biden or whoever the Democrat is, Newsom, if they emerge as victorious, that'll be the start of a kinetic action that will eventually culminate in civil war. I um, I don't know. I'm not I saying I'll that, do it. I'm, I'm Listen, I'm too old to fight and too fat to run. I'm not going to be the guy. But the reality I, is I see it. But see, here's the thing. It won't be the people that overthrow this establishment or really lead or run. They'll, their violence will bring the military in and a good portion of the military ain't going to go along with this. I, I don't know if Trump losing will cause violence because of last time. I think that they're really pulling some psyops here. I, I think that you're onto something. I'm not sure if there's going to, I think they're first, they're going to try to take them off the ballot, which we're already seeing with Colorado. And it's not going to work. M- Michigan and denied then, it. That's good. And then um, they're going to, uh, I think they're going to try to take them out in other means. Right. And then if, can, that I, can I tell you, can I tell you what Doug Thornton told me, uh, DHS yeah. supervisor, Doug said they had meetings when he was in DHS and, and basically to use my words to describe what I was told no one's going to buy the Lee Harvey Oswald single lone nut assassin with a diary crap again. No one's going to believe that. So what they thought it would most likely be would be a mass casualty event in which someone like a Trump was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I don't want to be talking about stuff like this, but I think that's, I think. Well, I have no knowledge. Like I'm that. just repeating what I was told. No, I know you don't. We oh, don't FBI, to... don't, you don't need to kick in my door because I've told you everything I know. Yeah, we don't have, we don't know anything. I'm not being, I, I'm just saying, I, I think they're going to do everything they can to keep it from happening. And then they're going, then they're going to fix the election. And then they're going to do a massive psyop on everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the question is, do they have control? You know, the brainwashing and the psyop abilities are incredible, Dave. I mean, they are really It is, but you know what I and, think they're going to do if they feel they can't win the election? Uh, they'll find a way not to have the election. And I think that's name Ebola. Oh, you think they're going to do a disease? I think they could do that too. It'll be interesting to see what they do. This year is going to be one hell of a year. I mean, I'm getting it from everybody. Yeah, I agree. You have the remote viewers talking about the big event. You have Cliff. What's the big event? What are they saying it is? They think it's financial. I mean, they're, they tap dance around it big time because they don't want to create the big event by talking about the big event. They want to keep it from happening. But, you know, when I kept questioning and questioning and questioning, I think the, the, the conclusion was they believe it's financial and they believe it's multiple events. So that means it's just the 2024 is when we're going to see the big crash and it's going to be multiple, you know, waves of it. Makes sense. What do you they're, think? They're collapsing the banks. You may not have heard of this. This just came out yesterday. But Biden, his people are limiting late transaction fees to $8 on credit cards rather than charging like the 29% they charge now. And this will crush the banks that sponsor credit cards. Uh, this will limit how much money they can loan out. I don't well, know if you're aware I, of that or not, but this is... I'm not. I, yeah. I, I think they're just in the attack on the banks. You know, we talked about the Weiss Group talking about over a thousand banks are, are going to crash imminently. Yeah. They were right 99.6% of the time after 2008 when they predicted what banks were going to fail and not. 
so these are coming down the pike. That's amazing. It hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen in 2024, I believe. You know, there's going to be a reset. That's pretty normal for our situation. And the fact that it's lasting this long is incredible. But they want to do a CBDC. I think when they crash everything, I think they're trying to time it so that you will be forced to take on the CBDC if you want to get your money from your bank. I don't know. That's a theory. But regardless, it's going to go down at some point. You know, the I was... I, I was right there with you with the CBDC. Uh, I just was on Sean's show on SGT report and he asked me what I thought about that. And I said, you know, I'm starting to have the opinion that CBDC may be the red herring that we fight against and defeat it. And they let us defeat it. But really it's the digital ID that'll bring in the social credit that'll control us. And then all the money will fall under them anyway. The banks that don't want... Right. The big banks don't want CBDC, and I didn't know this until a couple of weeks ago. The big banks, you know, they depend on fractional reserve banking. So I put a dollar in the bank, they get to loan out 9 to $20 for that $1. Well, if it's CBDC, it's one-to-one, -one, and they that's don't right. want that. And that's why I started leaning towards the uh, digital ID is going to be the way they're going to gain total control. Well, and then from there, they'll grab the money. Well, they don't want the banks anymore. They want to bypass the banks and do it all centralized. That's what Biden's lead financial advisors are talking about. A lot of people think it's and going so, to be Twitter. What do you think? I Yeah, I don't know. But there is the masses are going executives. there. I know the banking executives are wrote a letter. This was last year. There was a, like over 500 banking executives that wrote a letter to the government saying we do not want uh cbdc we you know they can't they can't they and they they if you bypass the banks that it's horrible for the average person because so much happens in your local community with the banking relationship and entrepreneurs and i mean there's a lot of negative to all this stuff right but um there's probably a better way we could do this stuff anyways but what they have in mind is going the opposite direction of making it even worse where where are the entrepreneurs going to get their money where's all these things that are going to help our communities thrive, right? They're not even thinking about, that's the problem with centralization is that you're not thinking about the local community because everything's top down and the local community communities starve, right? Starve of everything. Um, <clears throat> and do I think Twitter, I, I mean, that's, that's an interesting theory. I mean, it's as good as any. Well, here's why, here's why I think this. Now, I don't know that Elon Musk is a Trojan horse. I don't know that he doesn't really believe in free speech. I don't know that. But let me just take the argument for argument's sake that he is a Trojan horse. All these people are going to start leaving YouTube and flock to Twitter for obvious reasons. They're going to leave other repressive social media sites. Now you've got untold numbers of people. And what what is the new gold? What is the new oil? It's data. And they'll have data from which to train AI to develop social credit systems They'll be able to basically transfer banking to Twitter because everybody's there. And there's your CBDC, okay, under the guise I, of free speech. Maybe only 5% of people use Twitter at this point. Yeah, now, so they still now, have a lot of work to but do. You, but I but, do think I do I, think you're onto something, though, with bringing him out because these free speech platforms, they don't control them. And they want a platform that's free speech that they can control so they can deal with it when they need to. I, I think that is... For sure, probably what they're doing. And they yeah, brought yeah, him yeah. in to be the, the lead of it. Oh, I agree. Um, and he's convincing. I, if he's playing a role, and I don't know that he is, but if he's playing a role, he's damn good at it. Um, 
He makes you like him and want to believe him. But you got to remember, he comes out of the intelligence community and the military with SpaceX. That's right. I mean, there's so much more to him. I have a hard time. I just, I have a hard time. They wouldn't let me back on. I had to create a new identity. So I lost all my followers. Wait a minute. They let Alex back on and not Sarah Westall? That doesn't make any sense. It's, It's called discrimination. And they should look at that because it's in our law that you can't, you can't discriminate based on sex or um, color your skin or other things. And I sure believe that I was discriminated because if Alex Jones came on, then why wasn't I allowed back on? It's a good point. And yeah. And, um, and I tried over and over and over again and I wasn't allowed back on. So I created a new identity. I have like mm. 3,400 followers. It's taken me forever, but you know, it's the same. Do you do, as- do, you do the premium? No, I don't do any, I do, no, I don't yeah. do any of that. I don't either. I'm building up my um, other platform. I'm not going to depend on that. When they wouldn't let me on, but they're letting on all these other people and it's a good old boys network. I'm, I'm sorry, but it, it is a good old boys network. Rumble's a good old boys network too, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm they, offended by that true statement about Twitter. But anyway. Um, but, you know, uh, I, and, and here's the deal. I'm kidding, George I'm kidding, Carlin, when George Carlin said it's a, it's a, he said that, you know, point blank, it's a good old boys network and you're not in it. Yeah, exactly. And, Sarah, we're out of time and we're going to have you back because I want to do solutions to this about forming parallel economies. Because I know you probably have a lot of thoughts on that given your background. But in the time we have left, with about 20 seconds, tell us how we can follow your work. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me on again. I'm a little sick under the weather. That's why I keep drinking. But um, it is go to sarahwestall.com and you Mm -hmm. can find all the places that I'm at. I'm also on Substack. My Substack is growing really well. I am so happy about that. I also air on the radio, as you know, in LA, three times a week in LA and San Bernardino. And um, so I'm kind of everywhere. And so I just appreciate your friendship, Dave. And, um, you you know, there's very few people out there that are just really pushing hard to tell the truth. And you can tell over the years the people who aren't wavering and, um, you know, there isn't that many of them. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you, Sarah. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And I'm going to have you back to talk about solutions because I want to talk about parallel economy. But we did a good job with problem identification today. Great job. We will talk to you later. And everybody else, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next time.